0: It was awesome. It was awesome. You can't quite see that. We, um, I'm very bright, Davey. If you can turn me down a bit, that would be fine. I have no problem being heard. Um, we get Rich Blakey um, of Blakey Enterprises uh, to do our, our graphics. Can you tell us one he didn't do? LAUGHTER <laughs> um, Hello, wait, hold on, so, wow, let me just gather some thoughts, what an awesome time, yeah, it was great to baptise Nathan, it's wonderful, and just expect the Holy Spirit to like be switched on even more, yeah, but it always means taking a bold and brave step, yeah, but just just expect that, and um, so, so that was just awesome, and the worship was awesome, I was just thinking how the band just sounded awesome. Yeah, I see we'd even got the bass through the front of the house. I could really hear it. Um, and it sounded great. <laughs> you know, that was just an awesome morning. As we come, we, we, we're starting a new series um, focused on stories in the Bible. At Christmas, I, uh, I was chatting to my kids and I was surprised at the number of stories they didn't know so at first I thought, gosh, that that's that's my responsibility, yeah. Uh, and then as they get older and they read the Bibles for themselves, that that's about their journeying through the whole Bible. Um, and I really, I really encourage you to read to read the Bible from cover to cover, and not just pick the bits that we like. It's it's really easy to do, yeah. Um, and then of course it's how we it's how we teach them. So. I said, look, it would be really good, Dave and Craig, if we, if we just spent a time just doing stories in the Bible. Um, hold on, is this on? No, not on. There we go. Um, just something that places the Bible and the stories in it just at the centre of the, the sermon. Yes, it's, uh, it's ghosted, isn't it? Um, that's not me. Um, to, just places the Bible at the centre of the sermon sometimes we have a topic or a theme and we go to the Bible to it but there's something hugely encouraging and strengthening where actually we go to the Bible and we draw truths from it so we can grow our use and understanding of the Bible I, I just really want to encourage you. for me I need I need a relationship with pages yeah um, I've got I'll oh bless you Mark he will have a he's great he's amazing he? Um, I have to have a relationship with pages. I want to mark it and write on it. And I bought this Bible um, about five months or so ago. And I just love it. I've got lots and lots of Bibles. And I do have the Bible app. But for me, I'm, I'm really getting old now. It's just not quite the same thing. Um, but I really encourage you to have a relationship with God's Word through, through the Word. Through Jesus, who is the Word. These are people writing of their experiences of God. We are still to experience God, taste and see that God is good, but there's so much we can glean from the truths that are written in here. So look at the truths and we can see how we can apply it today in, in our lives. What we believe, just so what do we believe when it, when it comes to God's Word? It's on. website. we believe in the divine inspiration and the supreme authority of the Bible we see scripture as God's word and we use it to guide us in our lives seeking to correctly understand it and apply it 2 Timothy 3.16 says this all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness I love the NLT it puts it like this all scripture is inspired by God and he's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. All scripture. There are parts in the Bible I love. There are parts in the Bible I find challenging. And quite frankly, there are parts in the Bible I wish weren't there. All scripture. Is God inspired, and therefore, whether I find it easy or hard to accept, it's God's word. It's cultural, therefore, it's written in a certain way, which means there can be more depth gleaned from God's word when I understand how the people that first received it would have seen it and read it. However, we need a balance. Um, Yeah. What else? Hold on. There are different styles. But they are all God's Word. There are literal accounts, poetic writings, allegoric writings, apocalyptic writings. But it's all God's Word. It's all God's Word. And we can gleam an understanding into God's heart. And as we understand his Word, we actually can apply it to our lives today. So time is a little short, but I was going to get you to open your own Bibles and just spend a moment reading the story that we're going to look at today. But I am a little bit pushed for time. Because we need to be reading our word. I haven't got time to digress as I tend to. But we need to read the word. You know, and I really want to encourage, just pick a book and go through it. Yeah? You know, we can jump around so often. So this morning we're going to look at a story. And even though it says in the new sheet that I'm going to talk on baptism, I'm not really... It's Philip and the eunuch, which when we decided to do this X weeks ago, thought, well, it must be baptism. So, But we're going to work through that story. But let's, let's read it. Now, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert. So we also... So he rose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge over her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? of himself or of some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water and the unit said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and they baptised him. Amen? Amen. So let's just take a look at that. So first of all, who was Philip? Well, Philip was one of the the seven chosen to care for the poor. You can read that in Acts 6. Um, After the martyrdom of Stephen he went to the city of Samaria in chapters 7 and 8 where his preaching brought forth much fruit. Acts 8, 4-8 Therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. The city of Samara was the capital of the northern kingdom, and it was one of the most important cities for the Romans in the Holy Land. In short, it was the place to be. And here, Philip is making a real impact. Here, he's going around. People are gathering. They're wanting to hear what he has to say. He's doing signs and wonders and miracles. He's probably enjoying. I mean, I would enjoy that. I'm sorry. It's not wrong to enjoy the flow of the Holy Spirit through an individual. Man, God's moving. This is great. People knew him. Philip, yo, Phil, how are you doing? They knew him. They knew him, and he was doing incredible things. Then God speaks. Verse 26, God speaks to Philip. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Matthew Henry's commentary says this is likely to be in a dream, or possibly a vision. What does God say? Acts 26b, arise and go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert. The desert, God. Hold on. Can you see what's going on here? Can you see what actually you're doing through me? Go from this place of success where people are many they are flocking around you to hear God's word God's miracles God's signs and wonders are happening they're happening on a daily basis your ministry is growing onward and upward wherever God may lead I'd like you to go to a desert oh really our culture, our society, is about moving on. The next big thing: expand, grow, develop, greater influence, greater impact. Bigger is better. Remember, this is likely to be a number of days travel. It wasn't just I'm going to hop in the car and just go to the other side of Birmingham. This was going to be time out. You know, it was going to come away from the great, the place where he'd had great success. There was no indication of what he was going to do or how long he was going to stay there. Ah! But it was God who spoke to him. So of course, he would go. Let's suppose it was a dream, as Matthew Henry offers. Don't forget, we live in a society where more, bigger, our TVs are getting bigger. I remember getting a 32-inch TV and thinking, oh my goodness, it's huge. Now it's nothing. It's nothing. I've got my eye on a 65-inch, and my wife has got an eye on a new sofa. Yes, moving on. Everything is about bigger. And here you go, you're being asked to go to somewhere that just seems deserted. And it's a dream. Hmm. Was that really God? Or was it the reheated cat... Casserole, I was never quite sure was okay to reheat I always ask James James can I reheat this <clears throat> doesn't seem to make sense that God was a, would ask me to do this look at all that's been going on here no, not only that but what am I supposed to do in the desert what does he do uh, hold on so he arose and went well of course it's God speaking but come on don't stay above the story Yeah, of course Philip would go. Sometimes we read about the Pharisees in different stories and we go, silly Pharisees. I would never do that. Get into the story. Things are happening. Things are working. Things are growing. It's going well. And God says, I want you to take the lower. I want you to take the lower. I I always dream odd things. That wasn't God. Here's the question. Are we really prepared to go when God speaks? We say, of course we would, but just get underneath it, because there's certain things I hope God doesn't ask me to do. And I dare not say it in case, out of humor, he does. So what can we learn from God speaks? God speaks to us through others. An angel of the Lord. He uses men, I mean angels, Pictures, stories, he even uses a donkey in Numbers 22. God speaks to us through others. and We need to be ready for that because often God speaks to us in a way we were not expecting and we can miss what he says. Bigger and better in man's terms are not the same as God's terms. God won't always reveal the full story. I want you to go to the desert and do what? obedience even when it doesn't make sense. That's the hardest thing because we live in a logic-based framework. When God speaks and it doesn't make sense, how easy is it to erode whether or not it was really God speaking? We need to take God's supernatural leading, things we can learn from that point here. Philip in the, the, the desert. So... Philip is obedient and goes. And when he arrives, God gives him the next part of his plan. God reveals the next part of his plan. Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? I love the Bible because if you're not careful, you can miss the humour. Okay, so imagine the chariot, the horse, the chariot rider and... And the guy reading the scroll in the back, I mean a horse trotting, okay, a horse trotting and you've got to keep up, you hear? Um, so what does he do? He, he runs. I want you to imagine him, okay, I want you to imagine, oh flip, I want you to imagine him having to run and trying to keep up with his chariot, oh broken mic, and he's running around and he's trying to keep up and the guy's reading the scroll and he sees this guy running out the corner of his eye you know, and and he's kind of reading the scroll, and he's kind of going, oh, my goodness, we're going to get robbed. And he just pretends he's not there. And then because we're British, Jenkins, a little faster, please. And so the chariot goes faster, and Philip is going like, oh, my goodness, and he's he's about to collapse. And the driver looks in his rear view mirror and says, Mr. Eunuch, we'll call him Bob. Bob. (laughs) I think that man's about to collapse. I don't think he's in any fit state to rob us. People are going, "Hang on, hang on!" No, no, no we're just having a bit of fun. Philip ran. I'm now drawing Benism. <laughs> you know, and so he gets there and he goes, "What are you reading?" <laughs> I just love the Bible. I just love the Bible. Um, I mean he he gets worse God God said overtake the chariot so what does Philip does he ran he ran so what can we learn excuse me God often reveals the next part of his plan when we obey the first but I need to know it all Lord I need to know it all look at Jesus when he calls his disciples come follow me going he didn't say how long are you going for don't know what are you going to do no idea God often reveals the next part of his plan when we obey the first apologies for my humor but I think there's the important bit it sometimes takes effort to get to people yeah it sometimes takes an effort to get to people and it's so easy in our busy lives to miss people it's so easy to miss them Philip in the Desert 2 oh dear I'm going to move there we go there we go we alright now? good Philip in the Desert 2 we now begin to realise ah, Okay, this, this is about evangelism. This is about reaching out to someone. This is about leading someone to Christ. So let's look through it that eye. Verse 27 tells us that the man had come from worshipping in Jerusalem. Verse 28 tells us he was reading Isaiah. Verse 30 tells, tells me Philip takes a brave step of speaking to him. I mean, my first thought when I was studying this is, hang on, if I knew someone, not a Christian, who just walked out of Shirley Baptist's Sunday morning service and was reading the Bible aloud, I'd have no trouble of going up to them and engaging in conversation. But how often does this happen, Ben? How often? This is a shame this morning. I've pulled pulled the thing off as well. And just so you know, it's, not, it's, it's me. It's not the PA guys. I didn't get this on right to begin with. Hey? Oh. Let's try that. However, as I sat quietly this week meditating on this passage, I was reminded of, the, of many a conversation in the last year where myself, other church leaders and Christians have talked about how people were looking for spiritual answers. We think there's been a great secular move away from the spiritual, but there hasn't. Of the top genres written about in the last 10 years, science fiction and fantasy are in the top three. Look at the blockbuster films that come out. All of them have a superhero and a supernatural element to them. People are asking spiritual questions. They really are. People are worried about the future and what it might bring. And just like Philip, who had to make a choice, we too need to make a choice when people start sharing with us. It may be, uh, it may be far more n- n- nuanced than it ever was before, but people are asking spiritual questions. Perhaps they aren't coming out of the church reading the Bible, but they are asking questions verse 31 says this and I, I will paraphrase how can I understand unless somebody tells me people are asking questions in a life where we're trying to stay death and sort it out ourselves people are feeling more fallible is that the right word more vulnerable valuable, valuable just more gosh I'm getting old when it gets cold. My goodness, is my back stiff? Yeah. And age creeps up and up. He's caused people to ask questions. People are asking questions. And how can they understand unless somebody guides them to the truth? We have the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Philip in the desert, too. What can we learn? The eunuch was seeking God people are still seeking him. What's that thing? Wise men sought Jesus. Wise men still do. They sometimes don't realise it's Jesus they need to find, unless we tell them. God asks us to point others in the right direction. Oh, okay. Philip shares with the eunuch. So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. You see, Jesus is good news, not because of what he, he will do for you, but he starts off being good news for what he has done. And when we realize what he has done in the context of that, then we really understand why it's good news. So actually when we f- understand what we've been saved from and what we are saved to, oh my word, it's good news. Before Jesus does anything else for us, it's good news. Here, if we really want to, we can place a stumbling block in front of ourselves. Philip knew so much, and I know so little. How could I possibly speak the things of God? Who am I? I've only been a Christian n years. I've not even read the Bible from cover to cover yet. What? I can't say anything. I'll just hang back. I need more training, more learning, more equipping. Here are some thoughts. If you are reading the Bible regularly, then it is in you more than you know. Your word have I hid in my heart, so I will not sin against you. Hang out with Jesus, and he will have an effect on you. Hang out with those who hang out with Jesus, and he will have an effect on you. Imitate me as I imitate Christ, Paul says. Classroom study is helpful, but not if that is a block to just opening your mouth. Philip shares with the eunuch look at what scripture has to say Acts 4.13 the members of the church uh, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training hallelujah they'd just been with Jesus they also recognised them as men who had been with Jesus Jesus. Luke twelve twelve. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said, so don't worry in advance about how to answer the charges against you, for I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. Those last two were in the context of being taken before the councils and to give an account before God, but the principle stays the same. Now it's not that actually the, the Education and learning and study isn't good and isn't right. Gosh, do I get more out of this when I read scholars, when I read people. But if, if actually I feel I have to do that before I can engage with the lost, then it's not true. Ordinary men hung out with Jesus. Wow, they had stuff to say. They probably didn't even know it was scriptural. They just were talking about how it was with Jesus. And they go, oh, my goodness, it lines up. It lines up. It lines up. The eunuch is baptised. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptised? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptised him. Baptism. When you look at this passage here, we have to assume that Philip started to talk about the good news of Jesus and that baptism was pretty high up on the list of being talked about. That it was an important part of journeying towards God. When you're not academic, you can quote Wikipedia, Uh, Oh no, I didn't didn't put it up. It actually says this about baptism. It is an act of obedience symbolizing the believer's faith in a crucified, buried, and risen Savior. The believer's death to sin, the burial of the old life, and the resurrection to walk in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. It is a testimony to the believer's faith and in the final resurrection of the dead. Talked about it being a symbolic act. I would also add that what Nathan has done today is a prophetic act. You, you, you go into the baptismal tank with a cross and you come out wearing a crown. It's a prophetic act. I am different. I walk different. I, I act different. I speak different. I've been baptised. There is an important check Philip does where the eunuch is on his journey. Philip decides that it's the right time for him to be baptised. Well, if you love the Lord your God and if you've accepted him as Lord and Saviour, then you're ready. There's always a check because it's it's a one time thing, because to be baptized again and again and again is to undermine the wonderfulness of what Christ did. So we baptize once. That's why we believe that you need to know, to know what you're doing, to have able to have chosen to follow Jesus Christ. But what is interesting is actually in this one conversation, the unit decides I need to be baptised. I remember reading and studying, I do do a bit, and apparently the early church, in decades after this had happened, actually created a whole lot of stuff and structure that maybe not have been needed, but there was a suggestion that you need to be in the church for three years before you were ready to be baptised. Having lots of experiences, I don't know, going through training all sorts of things and then after three years they might consider you for baptism and here you go Philip has had one conversation and discerned that the eunuch is in the right place and it's the right time and he can be baptised now just check yes things we can learn baptism is an important part of the Christian's walk and one that was shared about at its earliest stage in this story Time is not a factor to being ready to be baptized. That's why we sit down and we talk to you and we find out where you're at. So if you haven't been baptized, you're thinking, I've just not been around long enough, read this story. Read this story because it's also a commandment. It's a commandment. Philip checks. So where are you at, eunuch Bob? Where are you at? Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Come on, let's get you wet. So there's much we can learn from this short passage of Scripture. These the slides will be on the website. You can go back and you can talk and discuss all the learning points. How do we work that out? What do I think? But here are some challenges. One, are you willing to hear God no matter who he uses to speak to you? or how a dream and you say of course the answer is yes but stop and think about it am i willing or does somebody have to be in my inner circle i know enough people who are walking with god if god wants to speak to me he would use somebody who knows me be very careful be very careful because that isn't always true are you willing to go where God tells you to go, no matter where that is? Again, think, well, if it's God speaking, yes, of course, but get underneath. Maybe ask the question a different way. What wouldn't I want God to ask me to do? What wouldn't I want God to tell me to go? People are asking spiritual questions. Will you make yourself available to answer them? Those are challenges. They challenge you. They, challenge me. And I hope in home group, you'll enjoy discussing and just wrestling with this passage of Scripture. Maybe you'll see more and in deeper insights than I've been able to bring. But we welcome you to our series, Stories in the Bible. We hope you not only enjoy it, but get a lot out of God's Word. Church, have an incredible afternoon. There is some great looking cake. And I better remember that I'm not, my job isn't to close the service. So I'm going to pray and then hand over to Andrea. Heavenly Father, just thank you for this morning. Oh, Lord, I loved being in your presence. I loved being around your people. I loved hearing Nathan share his heart. I loved seeing him being baptized. Lord, thank you for your word, Father God. Lord Jesus, how it enriches us, how we can learn so much within it. Lord, I pray that we would allow this story to meditate within our hearts, percolate within our being, and that we would learn much from it. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. Thank you, church. Andrea.